Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Divination Station with Laura Simons. Thanks for joining me. Tonight is a very exciting episode because I have my friend Chantelle who will be coming on the show and we'll be talking about all things spirituality. She'll be telling us about her awakening, her growing up with a religious family, coming out as gay and also her experiences with psychedelics and just anything it might be whatever just happens will happen because we always talk a lot and we get right into it so who knows where the conversation will go but I'm very excited to have her on so please welcome her in a moment and I must just apologize about this week um, I haven't posted any episodes my brother Scott has been in hospital really unwell so um, that's been pretty hard and the last couple of weeks I have just been so focused on him and just him getting better and trying to manifest his health to improve so I haven't really been focused on anything else um, but he's doing a lot better now you'll be happy to hear he is doing wonderfully actually he gets out of hospital today after two weeks of being in there so I'm very excited about that and I wasn't sure if he'd ever get out of hospital because he was very unwell and he he's been living with a disability his whole life so um you know we weren't really expecting him to live past 15 years old and he's now 30 so he's doing really well considering but um yeah you can imagine that must have been really hard for us to just think oh gosh like he's 30 he's unwell he's in hospital he can barely move he was almost a vegetable let's be honest he could barely eat he could barely walk could barely move in fact so um and his talking was terrible but now he is talking really well he's up and out of bed and he's going home today so yay thank goodness um yeah so thank you for being patient with me and I will be recording episodes next week so it will all be back to normal hopefully thank you and let's welcome Chantel yourself. Thank you. My name is Chantelle and I got asked to do this podcast to explore my yes, mind. Yes, I can't wait to explore your mind. There's so much in there to explore. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty hyperactive up in there. <laughs> I definitely don't relate to Homer Simpson with that monkey clapping. It's just <laughs> everywhere all the time. I think that's all of us. Well, especially, well, me definitely. I don't know about everyone else, but um, tell us now, what does spirituality mean to you? The big questions. Um, so spirituality is, I, be- I guess, your personal definition of what you relate to being, um, what happens to you after death, what you believe in, what is like your higher power, what do you, you know, who do you, who do you pray for at night before you go sleep? Yeah. You know, like who do you, you know, that sort of thing. I guess it's like everyone's personal interpretation of what they choose, the set of guidelines to live by, I guess, if you will. Absolutely. And have you, would you say that you've always been pretty spiritual or? Um, I've always, oh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> when, when I was a kid, I was religious I was a my nickname in my street was churchy um we were very involved in the church and we were Pentecostal Christians so I grew up um a a little 
Jesus girl. Okay. Um, for sure. I was like a creche leader, a youth leader. I was on the worship team. I was like, I went to a Christian school. We were like very, very involved in the um, <clears throat> pastoral team of our church. So that was my, I guess, spirituality yeah. um, as a kid was Jesus, God, everything you think of when you think Hillsong, that was that was my my upbringing. Wow. And how has that changed since, well, now? Like what, what do you think about that sort of thing now in terms of your spirituality? Would it be similar or completely different? And how if it is different or how if it's the same? I like the way you asked that question. So it is, um, it's not completely different. Um, however, it is a different uh okay so the world loves to use labels so I guess like Mm. my journey was Christian but um skeptical yeah when I was a kid I was I was Christian but I was like I don't see God the way you see God I don't hear God the way you hear God why why am I different why am I different you know why why doesn't he speak to me why can't I see him why can't I feel him why don't I you know like but it was strange because I had miracles that were undeniably absolutely miracles and um it wasn't until like I got older and more of my friend groups became less and less people from church and people from my Christian school and more uh culturally different um friends with different beliefs and I guess turning 18 and getting into involved in like, you know, going going to clubs and making friends through clubs and things like that and finding out what like drunk conversations yeah. and all this sort of stuff. Um, it really sent me on this journey of, okay, I know jack shit about any religion other than my own. Why do I only base all of my beliefs off of what... I know when I know is very little. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of went on this. Uh, excuse me, my throat's getting. Sore. <laughs> I kind of went on like this, like spiritual quest, if you will. How much can I? How much can I learn? What can I absorb? What can I know? And like moved around and like just really, really, really out spreading my social circles in like meeting people from online and going on like meeting their friends and then their friends and just I ask lots of questions. I'm that person that you meet one time and they probably know everything about you. I just love to ask questions Mm. and it really opened my eyes to I started seeing patterns like okay so all religions believe this but only these ones believe in this and only these ones believe in this and that is kind of similar to this in this way and that's kind of similar to this in this way and to me kind of connected the dots into like my own okay what do I believe and where do I sit and what religion do I most relate to Mm -hmm. and at the moment it's none in particular but in saying that I think, um, like, Eastern Asia, I think they know what's up. Yeah. Like, over in the Himalayas, I think in Nepal, and I think they know what's up. Yeah. But, um, wow. Yeah, just learning, learning different things about different religions, and I think it's so important as well. Like, you don't know what you don't know, and when the more you know, the more you can make sense of things. Yeah, and I love how you explain that because you don't know until, I suppose, until you 
die essentially what happens after death and we can all make our guess of what happens and believe in something but no one but you don't know yeah no one story is true and no one story is false like I suppose it's just and also um personally I believe that when you die your soul goes into a space of your own creating of your own mindset so I don't know if you have you ever seen the movie what dreams may come no okay well it's I highly recommend it Robin Williams God rest his soul he's in he's in it um he's the main character and he like basically experiences a life of many deaths he I don't want to spoil it like spoiler alert (laughs) he loses his children and then he passes away and then he as a spirit watches his wife take her own life and then basically the whole family go on this journey into beyond death and I think they're pretty on par I Mm. think they know what they're talking about because I believe like mind you I had all of these realizations before re-watching the movie and being like this makes a lot of sense but they all had like their heaven I guess some people call it their life after death was a manifestation of their own what they believed heaven would look like that is what it was yeah i've heard that i've heard people that's a theory that people but they could also travel around to other peoples and i feel like that's where people who talk about like infinite universes infinite lifetimes this and that i believe that they're there after death um because you can travel like you know astral projection and all that i reckon that's like going from one person's heaven to another yeah that's so cool i must look at that movie what did you say it was called what dreams may come okay and it stars uh robin williams awesome i can't wait to look into that i love watching movies that are about that sort of stuff and you might watch it when you're a kid or oh my god rewatch the wizard of oz oh i know i thought about that the other day and i was like the dreams how they talk about because she goes up in a dream and you know it was just because I dream a lot and I thought of it the other day and I was like it's actually a little bit spiritual if you really think about it um there's so many movies that are and you don't realize when you're a kid and then you rewatch them and you're like oh yeah I see that you know even the line can I tell you a fun fact about dreams yeah so I think it's I mean I'm a bit of a hypocrite when I say this because like I preach this but I don't do it myself and it's because I always forget or I just can't be bothered but it's so important to write down your dreams. I know I forget um, every every morning but it is important isn't it especially if you want to record things. Have you heard of um oh I'm not going to be able to say it properly detrimetryptamine I don't know DMT. Yeah yeah you've heard of it yeah so DMT is a like uh, chemical I don't know it's 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 inside I'm not sure if it's I excuse my non-specifics but I know it's like <laughs> located you can get it from plants you can get it from this that and the other but like we have some from birth in our head um I'm not sure if it's specifically in our brain but it's definitely like in our head yeah. and you release it when you're born when you die and also little bits during when you sleep, that deep meditation that you go into when you sleep, um, you release like little bits of DMT and that induces your dreams. So when you're born, you release DMT and that induces the reality of like 
this experience that you're having on earth and then when you die your brain releases it again and then that is the experience that you like release and like have um when you die that's where your soul like oh I feel like I'm not doing the best at putting this into no you're doing good Um, I I have no idea about this stuff experienced like because people um DMT is also taken in ceremonial ways um in lots of like indigenous cultures um okay and it's actually seen um in westernized cultures as like a drug a trippy drug however that's culturally offensive um to do this drug outside of ceremony um however for people in westernized like suburbs and areas um to to a dm to make your own or like source your own dmt and have a dmt trip per se um you like obviously can do it in a way that's not culturally offensive if you're doing it for your own kind of ceremonial purpose if you're doing it to have um like a spiritual awakening or you know to you know life's just really not going your way you don't understand your purpose you don't understand what it's this like if you're in a really bad head not no don't actually <laughs> take those words back never ever ever do drugs in a bad headspace but you know if you just if you're drawn to that change in your life if you're in, intuitively drawn to to try this ch- ceremonial change in your life yeah. um i would recommend it i haven't done it myself yet i definitely want to but from from what i know and what i've found out about it through research um and people's experiences that i've had conversations with they you basically you take it and then your as i call it flesh suit your body yes um, lays down and goes uh, unconscious for 10 to 15 minutes and your soul leaves its earthly body leaves its flesh suit goes through this like mandala of shapes and geometrical shapes tunnel all the way through out into the universe and basically into um i'm gonna put it into this wording for better understanding heaven Mm. however everyone that i've spoken to has had the same tunnel shooting shooting through the universe kind of explanation and then past that point everybody's is different Wow, that's so amazing. So everyone says, I go unconscious, but one common thing that does happen is I was there for like 15 years and then I woke up and I was back on earth and it felt so weird. And some people be like, I miss the entities. And then another Mm -hmm. person has said to me, it was my family members and like I didn't miss them because I woke up and then I was here with them back in my old life after 15 years of being with them in heaven. Yeah, so I feel like... It makes sense that if we release it when we're born and we release it when we die and we release it in our dreams, so then when people, like, ceremonially take it as, like, a, a enhancement, um, that they go to heaven for... Because this is where... Oh, my gosh, I'm just, like, segueing hard. But this is also where when people do other forms of enhancements, they say that they come out of it saying time is just a perception and like time is a real and all that sort of stuff yeah and I feel like a lot of people that like do different types of like say psychedelic enhancements or you know things that like basically 
I've seen another type of, um, I guess you would say ceremonial, spiritual awakening where you, it's called like floating and you go into this whole thing of water. Your body is completely covered in water. You go completely dark in the room so that you can't hear anything, feel anything or see anything. You're completely submerged in water. And then if you're in that state for long enough, you basically have like a similar um, experience that you would on say, DMT, psilocybin, um, LSD, like that sort of thing, because your soul has nothing to do with your flesh suit anymore because your flesh suit has been, your flesh suit has no senses anymore, so it goes somewhere else. As DMT, it knocks your flesh suit out so that your flesh suit isn't connected to your soul anymore on things like psilocybin and LSD. um, It just kind of lets your mindset, because people have this mindset of, I'm going to hallucinate on this because this is a hallucinative drug, then their mindset is free to be able to do what it wants. And that's when it has a different perception of reality. And I believe it's the soul basically freeing the soul to see what like is truly there as opposed to the perception that we've been taught during our initial DMT trip when we were born. Yeah, so interesting. I think because if you go into something with the right intentions, if you were to do a psychedelic drug for the purpose of a spiritual awakening and you were only doing it for that purpose, it can be a really beautiful experience. And I think it's got a really big stigma around drugs in terms of you know psychedelic abuse. Absolutely, yes. because when people in Westernized um, cultures which you find a lot in like America and Australia, um, people are drawn to the idea that it's a fun escape from reality and it's like, yeah, woo, drugs, yeah, oh my God, I want to do drugs because reality sucks and I don't want to, I don't want to speak to my ex-boyfriend so I'm going to do drugs and like it's not what it is it's not what it is and it's not how it should be taken and it's very disrespectful to do that um with these sorts of things however in saying that I'm a regular um recreational pot user but (laughs) yeah well who isn't (laughs) that's right but for me weed is my alcohol that is you know it, it helps me in so many different ways but um it also you know as one of its many benefits um is like a yeah it's friday night let's get high and have conversations about what our children are going to look like and make it really kooky (laughs) and start dressing their like start manifesting their outfits while we're stoned like that you know let's do some artwork on a saturday while we're cooked like you know like that's that's my that's my idea of let's do drugs is like you know yeah. let's get high and do fun things like i like to bubbles. call it nature's pubic hair it's That's literally it i do love literally to, i love to bushwalk high i love to go to waterfalls high like i love yeah. weed but um, <laughs> <laughs> i love weed i, I just love, love it and honestly <laughs> my dream is to open up my own dispensary cafe bar and um Oh, it, I just have so many huge dreams for it. Weed is my baby. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Weed is my baby. That's fun. <laughs> I'm going to get that tattooed on my ass. <laughs> oh, my God. I will definitely be there. I'll support it. No, so that that's a really interesting way to look at psychedelics. So 
so have you you said you haven't really experienced dmt yourself have you experienced any other sort of psychedelics that have given you a a, a larger sense of a spiritual awakening in any way i am so glad you asked so <laughs> I'm glad that I was able to put a perspective of my view of psychedelics before I go into talking about this um, so that people don't have a preempted judgment of me. I yeah. love psychedelics. I have had, I've had psilocybin in chocolate and I've had psilocybin um, in just mushrooms, just eating dried mushrooms. I've had them in capsules of of grounded up mushrooms i've had it in tea i've had it in um lemon a lemony stir i've had it on pizza um i Mm. am currently on um my seventh day of microdosing psilocybin every day okay Um, interesting i also have these um different types of mushrooms that I'm not I don't think they have psilocybin in them but they definitely do things to your brain um they're legal though but they come in like a a small microdose in an oil and you can put one of my oil one of my mushroom oils tastes absolutely foul but you're just supposed to like put it in your coffee so that you can't taste it but you just get a little bit of it in your coffee and then another one I have actually tastes quite delightful so whenever I want like a good mindset if I just want to like pet my mindset up and like feel a little bit better I would just like grab that oil out of my bag and just put some on my tongue um okay but yeah can you I, share with us what those oils are the legal ones of course oh um, I have to go and find them but I think one is like lion's mane and it's oh I used to have lion's mane yeah and, and then is I it from Byron Bay stronger. no I get mine from Newtown there's a few good shops so happy herbs um do some of them um and I'm yeah. a big big happy fan loyalty like I drink a lot of their herbs I smoke a lot of their herbs I use a lot of their oils on my skin and um I am a big happy herbs fan for sure but another wow. beautiful place in Newtown that I love is called Hemp Pile like H-E yeah like Empire yeah, that's, hemp. that's it that's cool and um yeah so they sell like they sell like lots of different types of like paraphernalia and stuff like that but then they've also got beautiful like different types of mushroom coffees and teas and they've got a whole cafe and they sell lots of like good good types of like um mushroom oils for your mind and like just all sorts of stuff really but um yeah tell us a bit more about these mushroom oils because i know they're legal and i know they have some really amazing benefits now can you tell us if you don't know too much about it even if you just say what your experience has been like since starting so with the with the oils um, the one I've got at the moment is a mixture of, I think, a few different oils. I couldn't list them um, off the top of my head, um, but maybe mm-hmm. maybe I'll uh, send We can leave them in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's um, fine. But I know that the mixture is called, um, it's called, oh, something of the mind. Oh my goodness, it's on the tip of my tongue. Essence mm-hmm. of something oh my goodness no I'm gonna have to come back to it but um where were we before that psychedelics we were talking about the effects that it's had on you since starting to take them like in terms of energy and mental cognition um my microdoses of 
psilocybin I'll do probably like I think a gram a day and I think it's in like a small capsule but like it basically gives me far more energy to um do things throughout the day like go for a skate go for this and that like it fills me with energy makes me very productive um I'm usually like more peppy but I feel definitely more um I think emotional as well just more like my emotions have been coming out more freely but not gonna lie I'm also due for my period so yeah the, that could the, be it. the do the the cycle is supposed to last um a month and a half so I do a month and a half of one pill a morning and I've already missed two because I am very bad with routine and structure could never go back on the pill um but But at the end of a month and a half of taking, like, basically that dosage spread out over this period of time, um, I guess Mm. I'll I'll have to tell you what what the difference is that I'm seeing there. But I'm really looking forward to it because I feel like every single time I come out of a psychedelic trip, whether it's psilocybin, LSD, whatever it is, I feel like a different person. Like, each trip has given me... um, more pieces of a puzzle to work out more about myself to be more myself um Mm, and that's a really good segue for the next question I have which is about your awakening so if you if you want to tell us more about like okay so if you were going to continue on there I sort of cut you off sorry (laughs) if there was anything you wanted to say I usually just ramble on anyway (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I was just going to ask, yeah. tell me about your spiritual awakening and when it happened specifically. I know you've already gone about your uh, religious beliefs and then spending time with different people oh, and stuff yes, like that. But can fine. you tell us a specific thing Absolutely. that's happened to you so, that was undeniable? So I would feel like I had my, there's more than, I had my sheltered awakening um, at probably 18 when I when I started hanging out with like, larger more culturally different groups of friends but then I had my first spiritual awakening um during my first I guess my first full mushrooms dosage so I my first time trying mushrooms was um like a I don't know two gram chocolate um and kind of what happened was I wasn't really feeling anything I didn't really feel different we were up in a dark room trying to shut out all our senses because we'd done our research on it all before and you know knew exactly what we were in it for and nothing was really happening I just felt like I was getting very antsy in my thoughts and I didn't know how to meditate back then and you know I'm ADHD so my brain's just going and just couldn't do it and then so I went downstairs and like left my friends upstairs to try and enjoy their trip and I went to the bathroom and started brushing my hair and I started like understanding my hair like I've never understood my hair before and it was kind of I realized how badly I'd been treating it and it was like upsetting me and I felt really like emotionally like like I was a bad mother to my hair and literally ever (laughs) since then I treat my hair amazingly um and my shampoo and conditioner is also from happy herbs shout out but anyway um (laughs) I but it wasn't until my first um my a larger dosage of mushrooms which was like 
a few weeks after that, I would say, because after that I was like, no, nah, I want to know what's up. I want to know what's up for real. Cause my friends ended up having like a beautiful experience, but I didn't. And so we had another trip and I had, um, three grams, I think three grams. And I mixed it in with lemon juice for 20 minutes, which is supposed to, um, settle it in the stomach so that you don't feel nauseous and it also helps activate the psilocybin um faster um so that you don't have to wait 45 minutes to an hour to start your journey to start your experience and during the experience I just wanted to be outside I wanted to feel the grass I wanted to be around with nature and like I would it was like nothing in the world mattered except for right exactly where you are and what you're doing and if someone looks at you and thinks oh my god that person's on drugs then who cares like yeah you know what technically I am on drugs but you're you know looking at me worrying about me looking at other people worrying about other people when all the purpose is is to just be content where you are and what you're doing and what was going to make me most content was being in the grass being with the nature like I didn't want to be inside I couldn't look at my phone and it's like that every single trip which is now I only really do it um my last few were like at waterfalls and stuff because I just like I genuinely just do not want to be like inside I just want to be with I feel just yeah and that's when I felt like I had my first spiritual awakening because and I and I feel like I have an awakening every time I have a trip which is not too often but I feel like lately it's like the universe has had a lot to say to me and I've been getting puzzle pieces um sometimes in a trip and sometimes not in a trip like sometimes I'll be like just walking around shopping and someone will come up to me and be like excuse me I'm so sorry I have to read your palm like I have to read you these cards like basically the universe has a message for you and it's just been happening more and more um Mm. but it's all come from I feel like when I do a psychedelic trip it's almost as if um the universe goes okay thank you now you're listening to me like did it really take you eating this mushroom or chewing on this piece of paper to be able to friggin listen to me girl what's up anyway now that I have your freaking attention this is what I've been trying to say to you the whole time and I'm like oh my god chicky I am so sorry that I've been so distracted with what I think <laughs> is the real world when really like you're right here all the time just trying to like yell at me and I can only hear you when I'm like taking these trips I'm so sorry that's amazing I feel like so it's it's really lovely to hear that side of psychedelics because we all sort of I mean I don't know about we all but I know that society in general who you know are very into the media and pop culture and just societal norms they just think okay psychedelics drugs equals you know bad and it's a bad thing and that people are afraid that's all they know people don't like change and what they know is okay people change when they do drugs people's mindsets are different when they do drugs you know and yeah. i feel like yeah. we've gone through big stages of like discovering these drugs and that was you know when the when the world would <laughs> 
when the world was discovering these drugs and they were becoming more easy to find and the word was getting out about them and people were finding out about them, that's when we went through phases like, you know, the 60s, the 70s, the hippie phases is because everybody was doing acid and doing shrooms and everybody was about peace and love and contentment and who cares what you wear and who cares who you date. You know, let's all just love each other and get on. And then the government was like, hang on a second, hang on a second. We don't have any control with this. They're getting away. They're getting too free. They're protesting. They're fucking buying vans and traveling around and people aren't fueling the economy and people aren't, you know, like we can't control them on these drugs. And so they ended up like banning the drugs and then scientists are like, wait, we need to test them. Stop. We need more testing. Stop banning them. We need to test them more. They could do amazing things. And the government's like, nope, nope, nope. They're scary. And they were like, no, they can be, they can be used in better ways. And so now they're doing all these things like, um, have you heard of the drug ketamine? I have heard so of it. Not it's sure much about it. It was discovered. And so it's initially a horse tranquilizer. And then people started like being like, oh my God, what if it's drugs? And I've never tried it personally, but, um, in amongst my research on drugs, it's currently being tested and used to treat um depression and at the moment they think the signs are looking like they'll go ahead with it because it's really beneficial to people who have like ptsd depression like things like that and they were doing that with psychedelics but because they were so popular and known about and people were you know learning how to make it learning how to get their hands on it and the government was like this is not regulated enough because people are freeing their minds too much I actually saw something like that on Netflix the other day. Was it on, is there a show that you've watched? Because it sounds very similar. I love psychedelic documentaries. There are so many I can recommend. Um, There's there's like this one documentary that was like really popular for a while. Um, Have a, have a nice trip. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, that on Netflix. But there's also like, if you're interested in Explained, I love Explained. It's 20 minute episodes on everything you need to know about anything. There's one on Code Park that I love. Yeah, that's the one that I think one, I watched. So that's the it, one. The Mind Explained is like a mini series on yeah. like 20 minute episodes on different parts yeah. of the mind. There's one on psychedelics. Highly recommended it. Yes, Absolutely. I watched it. Yep. And there's like ones on like memory. Watch that one too and like Mm, see if you can link them or there's so many when i rewatch things post trips i understand them completely differently i actually watched the one about psychedelics in preparation for this podcast a couple of weeks ago and it was actually really fascinating because it's exactly just like you said they they realized that you know they brought dmt out originally for i can't remember the purpose in the first place but people found out about it and they were taking it and they were freeing their minds they were becoming very spiritual and awake and beautiful and loving and caring and yeah and you can't make money off love and compassion and peace so let's ban that shit so that we can keep on having depression and anxiety and war and then the pharmaceutical companies can thrive and then you know we can keep on invading other countries and doing awful things because it's all about power an interesting new piece of knowledge for you that i recently found out okay so two of my very very dear friends um 
take sleeping pills and they can't sleep without them and they take them every night before bed and they'll take about three of them and I'm like okay I understand you can't sleep at night and like I find it hard as well which is another reason why you know I try and smoke more weed before bed to make me to help me fall asleep and things like that but they have routine they have to wake up really early if they don't sleep their week is a nightmare so I'm like okay I understand it however it makes me feel weird like I don't know and so I thought well the best thing that to do is do my research which is what I always do and I found out that um among many other drugs like cold and flu tablets pain medications um you know things like common common household medications um and Mm. sleeping tablets there's so many things i found out about sleeping tablets but this one thing really triggered me they cause um like effects on your memory and cause you to like you can experience like some memory loss and if you take them long term like you your memory is very like malleable like very easy to manipulate I guess because it just has a lot of like effects on your memory and if you don't have your memory you believe what you're told and then you make up a memory based on what you're told yes and that's a proven fact wow. which is definitely why so it's brainwashing well, yeah I mean essentially if you if you go to explain and you watch like the memory one and then you think of all of the drugs in your household cold and flu painkillers any of the drugs it also mentioned any drugs they give you um like post-surgery or post like hospital visit so like I don't know about you but from experience when I go to the hospital I get a lot of like endone or like you know things like that or I don't know if antibiotics are in this group of memory loss pills but I know I've always been prescribed a lot of penicillin amoxicillin things like that but just a lot of household medications, Panadol, Nurofen, they can cause effects on your memory. And that makes me want to go full-blown fucking naturopath because um, I my memory is my most precious thing. My memory is my, like, my be-all and end-all. It's how I put two and two together. It's how I know things. It's how I learn. It's how I get smarter. It's how I you know everything's based off memory if I were to lose all of my memory I think I don't know what I what I do what I believe yeah I think one time I remember you saying to me a long time ago um once we, we were talking about spirituality and how you're waking up more and more all the time and learning new things and you said you know you don't know what happens in the afterlife but all you do know is that you don't want to lose everything you've learned in this life you don't want to have to start all over again oh, and not have that remembered big fear the awakening that you I definitely believe in um like coming back what do you call it reincarnation I definitely believe in reincarnation like oh, yeah. without a without a doubt 100%. in my in my absolute mind um but I believe that like yeah just as they did in the show um in the movie what dreams may come they got a choice whether they wanted to reincarnate or not and like once they're like done anything they want to do in the afterlife then they're like let's let's go back to earth and then you know they're like oh my gosh but what if I don't find you oh if you're meant to find me you'll find me don't you worry 
um you know that sort of thing yeah. so I feel like we get a choice and my biggest thing is going to be like oh I feel like I'll be too stubborn I feel like once I've had all these bloody awakenings <laughs> I'm going to get there and be like fuck that give me a task to do up here because that was a lot mind you yes mind so you, much to learn that maybe and I'll come back as like a monk or something so I can just go to the waterfalls and just Ooh. do that I mean I'm doing that now but you that know it <laughs> does sound beautiful well Justin was just telling like my partner was telling me about a movie he's heard of I think he said it was called Inception oh, have you heard of that you know what I need to rewatch it I haven't Is that seen it similar? for a very long time I definitely need to rewatch it but I feel like I've seen it a couple times and um it's very from from memory and it's not good memory but like we'll, we'll see how we go um it's very much like astral projection like going through their infinite timelines yeah. infinite what if i made this choice but what if i made that choice and then astral projecting to the other choice that they made and yeah i think he said something like as well that um they lived in a you know they went off and astral projected somewhere or something and then their reality was so beautiful and lovely and it felt like they were there for like 10 years um when they you know came back to this reality the wife couldn't bear this reality anymore because she was so used to that other one really she hadn't been gone for long at all in this reality but in the her mind of dmt is you have to be willing to come back or else don't do it you know you may as well die yeah um you have to be willing to come back kind of thing otherwise some people will come back and they'll be like suicidal because they just want to go back to the entities you know but some but most of the time i think people come back and they're like you know what i was up there for 10 years and it was like nothing like i'm gonna be there for ages i can ride it out till i'm 80 whatever like it's a good place here I may as well love it while I can because I probably won't come back to earth so let's just get it over and done with yeah and the thing is like we we sort of feel when you start to wake up and you learn more about the universe you just kind of get into this rabbit hole where it's kind of hard to not keep digging you just want to know more and more and more and it gets to a point where you kind of just have to realize well actually like we're here on earth and it's such a beautiful and rare exciting opportunity like there's so many souls out there waiting for their chance to encapsulate a body here on earth and we are very quite lucky even though sometimes you know it feels very dense and if you're not awake you can feel very like trapped here and you've got your bills and you've got your responsibilities and all that sort of stuff but really when you think about it like looking around at the beautiful world that we live in sometimes beautiful it's just amazing that we've given this opportunity and I feel like a lot of the time like and I've noticed more lately I've been trying to be more grounded because I was very in my head and always looking for the next thing and wanting to know what like what happens when you die and astral projection and all that sort of thing which don't get me wrong I'm still super interested in but I'm just kind of like now I feel the universe is telling me just enjoy life as well you need to be grounded as well otherwise you're wasting what could be a really amazing potential here on earth so that's why I'm focusing more on my career now because before I was just kind of like what is life you know I'm just gonna look into my spirituality and that's gonna be what drives me and don't get me wrong I love it but I'm starting to feel like 
I was getting a little bit too excited about it every day. I'm like, I need to travel somewhere. Else. I have you not actual projected yet. <laughs> I need to like, project. I've myself. heard of some of my friends that can do it and and all this sort of stuff. And they thought that they were so weird and like didn't want to tell people in case they were seen as crazy. And I'm like, you're not crazy. You oh, are no. just um more. What's the word? You are just. Yeah, you're just aware than me. Like I'm trying. <laughs> If anything, they're the opposite. Like, if anything, we, well, not we, but yeah, the, the people who us, don't believe in that stuff is social crazy. peasants. <laughs> yeah, the people who are just sitting there like, I don't believe in anything. Earth is the only place that exists. Slaves. There is no aliens. There is no spirits. Yeah, that's crazy to me. But, I mean, not picking on anyone's yeah. beliefs, but I just think, like, if people think you're crazy because you have these really amazing experiences that other people don't usually have it doesn't mean you're crazy it means everyone else is just the same and it's it's yeah, nice to be it. different I love when people say to me like I feel like sometimes when I'm talking to women they'll get a little bit like shy and they'll be like oh I'm I'm weird huh I'm a freak and I hate self-deprecation and if like I can't turn it into something positive then I'll just be like don't do that it's not cute but if I can when someone's like I'm a freak and I'm like oh my god freaks turn me on so much I fucking love a weirdo I am a weirdo like I can't date a normie like I'm weird as I'm such I'm a freak, freak. I love it <laughs> yes tell us how much of a freak you are I actually introduced in the um in the intro that you know we were going to discuss like your whole oh gypsy lifestyle and how loud and proud you are i am a non-monogamous gypsy lesbian i when i work i do community <laughs> social work i call it because like basically they're my community interests i'll I'll get bored of a place, I'll hop around to a new place, I'll get a cafe job, I'll get a bar job, and then when I'm not at the cafe job or at the bar job, I'm like chasing life. I just basically yes. from my trips worked out that my purpose in life is to make myself content wherever I are, wherever I am, um, whenever I'm there, um, to the point of like one, one, um, one night I was at a mate's place who I was with a friend at one of her friend's place and we were on a like a psilocybin trip and um her friend had gone to bed and we were in this like garage turned into a like video gamers den and it was brick walls and it was painted white and there was white everywhere and there was nothing nice to look at and you know, my friend and I were like, oh, this is so not our vibe, but like, we're here for tonight, so what are you gonna do? And I'm like, exactly. What if this is our last night on earth? Like, you don't know. Like, we have to make ourselves content all the time. This is our room tonight. And then in the morning, mm. we'll turn it back to exactly what it was. But tonight, we got to make ourselves content. So I'm moving things around. I'm pulling books off shelves. I'm hanging things up. I put my cardigan over a lamp to turn it into a different color. I pulled a guitar out of off the wall and, like, put it to the side and put a lamp hang bouncing off it to, like, you know, you just got to make yourself content exactly where you are no matter where you are because I'm never anywhere too long and I have 
always got fairy lights on me and I keep like some art pieces and I keep lots of like fun things in I call them my vibe bags every day I'll have a different bag for the day and in that bag I'll have a variety of things that would make me content if I'm going to stay somewhere I've got you know a change of clothes I've got swimmers I've got some fairy lights some things to put on the walls if I need them I've got you know like anything I need to be content anywhere I go Wow, I love yeah. that. That's so cool. I just, I vibe that. I mean, it's it's a Whenever different lifestyle that a lot I of people would be like, um, and a towel to use as a pillow, but also a towel. And like, if I want a fucking nap, I'll just have a nap at the waterfall. I've got everything I need. <laughs> people will walk up to you and be like, "Here, yeah, do you want <laughs> no, some money?" <laughs> I want. I want. When I'm like, I did oh that my one. I'm not going to tell people where because don't come find me. But I will like casually on a weekday go to a waterfall, set up my whole like little campground of like things that are going to make me content and then take everything off except for like m- my underwear and a scrunchie and just go swimming. Leave my stuff and I'll just go away from it for like <laughs> half an hour to an hour and just go swimming completely naked with nothing but a scrunchie. That's so fun. I love that. Yeah, one time I saw a guy and I thought he was homeless because he was just, you know, <laughs> living his I best got, life, sleeping, sleeping in a swag. I'm just having fun, boo. <laughs> I know. And I felt like an idiot because I walked up and like, oh, you know, he was like in his little swag and he's just asleep on in the middle of the like shopping. It was an outdoor sort of shopping yeah. mall thing. And he was just sleeping there, like living his best life. But at the time, I'm like, oh, this poor homeless guy, I better, you know, do do my civil, what do you call it, yeah, social calm. duties, whatever, give him $10. So I walked up and I'm like, can I please give you $10? And he's like, why? And I'm like, because um, <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad for you. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks. And he took it. He's like, thanks. He's like, I'm actually on my way to um, Rainbow Serpent Festival. Yep. Have you heard of Rainbow Serpent Festival? Yeah. He's like, I'm on my way to Rainbow I've Serpent Festival. I was just camping here for the night and I'm heading there tomorrow. I'll use this to get a coffee on the way. Thanks. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. I thought he was homeless and like desperate for <laughs> he money. He's on his way to a fucking $400 festival. Intuitively inclined you to give it to him, and maybe he was like, "Oh, maybe I'll need yeah. a coffee in the morning." Thanks, universe. That festival is definitely for. I know. Like I wish I could take money that easily. I'd be like, "Oh no, no, I'm not you know homeless. What? Like, you don't give me your money." Because, <laughs> it was just like, um, "Thanks." <laughs> my mum, who you and I both know, is doing the same course as you. Um, I I meet her because she does hers yes. in um in Camperdown which is like next suburb over from Newtown which is like the kookiest place in Sydney and I love it there and um, I lived there for six months um, so whenever she's like doing her courses in Camperdown I'll go and visit her and then go on a Tinder date in Newtown or something and we I went to I went to see her and every time I go there everybody in the course is like giving each other things and like teaching each other to learn to receive it so my mum keeps like giving away her jewellery and stuff mm. like her diamond rings she'll just give them away oh. and then, like she was like last time I met up with wow. her for lunch um 
I saw like one of my mum's friends in the course give her her brand name shoes away like they swapped shoes and she's like keep them do you know how many brand names I have oh my gosh but like they just do it and um, wow I, yeah, I don't know we don't do that at my like, course I mean I might have to move to them in some sort of like very giving and receiving hypnosis I think that I think that yes true. Like, like we are hypnotizing them to not believe in materialized things and you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm so not against it Oh my gosh, yes, they are. They're trying to teach us how to be able to receive and to stop saying no to money and stop feeling like we're not worthy and to charge yes. for our programs and to charge something that makes us feel uncomfortable, not to just a small amount, but an amount that makes me okay. and the client feel like this is going to bring value to me, you know, like if you're not paying a lot for it, you're not going to put in for it. So basically that's what they're trying to teach us and I'm still struggling. Like I'm just such a generous person. I can't take money comfortably off people, but I'm trying to teach myself that I'm actually, and I I heard this yesterday because I've got a coach as well who, um, you know, she's just doing it for fun because she loves it. And she said to me that my problem with money is actually telling the universe I don't want money. Don't give me money. Every time I turn money down from someone who offers like, oh, I'll pay for that. No, 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 no. Don't worry about it. It's free, blah, blah, blah. She's literally like, you are telling the world and the universe that you do not want money and you are manifesting a life of poverty, essentially. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Like, how come I've never thought of it like that? Like, I'm literally saying no. You're saying no to opportunities. I don't need anything. I know, but I do need more and I want more, but I'm just like, how come I can't just say yes to money? (laughs) So that's something I'm working on now. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I actually have been making my website for my coaching and my hypnosis. And I put the price up, even though yesterday I put the price and I was like, oh, that's a bit steep. Now I've put it up even more because I need to get over that money block and that fear. And I actually feel good about it. And I know that it's worth it because like, when I'm getting paid to do it, I know that I will be like, so like, oh my God, I'm getting paid to do it. I have to make sure it's amazing. Like I can't take their money unless it's amazing. Like, and I will like prepare my fucking tits off until it is amazing. And whereas like when I'm not getting paid for it, I'm just like running late and I'm like, I haven't got my notes and I'm just fucking rush, rush, rush. Like no preparation. Yeah, well, it is what it is, but it's not benefiting me or the client as much as it would if I was charging. So, and it's just a block that I've got and I just need to get over it. So it's interesting. I don't even know how that came up, but oh yeah, that's right. I, we don't, yeah, I haven't received any free jewelry from anyone in my course. I must move to Sydney and come and hang out with your mum and her course. They've just been like, oh my God, I really love your necklace. Oh really? Have it. <laughs> and then wow, happening. that's like, a vibe. I that's feel like vibe. someone must have just done it. And honestly, knowing my mom, it was probably her. Someone's probably just been like, "Oh, you like it? Here," yeah. and then put it on them. And then people have just started doing that as well. And then it's just become like a thing. <sighs> I don't know. It it sounds like something that that's so cute. I love to that. My mom, to be honest, like that's such a thing. Yeah, yeah, she's probably manifesting yeah, all the abundance in her oh, life. I love, <laughs> I love that. Oh, 
so do I all love your mom too. Friends. She's so cute. <laughs> I feel like I've got like the cool spiritual mom, she's even so though it's sweet. funny because like she's Pentecostal Christian, but she knows what's up. Like she, she, she does, That's and it. she and still like, accepts mom, you and your lifestyle even despite her beliefs. Dear God, I'm manifesting this. Where I'm just like I'm manifesting this, and you know she like believes in miracles the way I do but like you know she just like everything that she believes is the same as me it's just all in God whereas mine is all in the universe yeah and it's not much different except for the fact that I suppose God well I mean I don't know how your mum views it but yeah I always imagined God and I've said this before to you when I've said it before on the podcast that I always thought God was like this dude who kind of like runs the show he's got this beard and he wears a white robe and he sits up in the clouds and he just yeah and I always envisioned like oh when people say oh I found God or I found or God started talking to me and now I'm like all awake I'm like I literally thought they were crazy people because I was like, what do you mean you found God? Do you mean you found, like, he walked up to you in the street and started talking to you like a human being? Like, that's what I envisioned when I was little. And I've always just had that mindset. And then it wasn't until I went through an awakening myself, I, I was like, oh, God doesn't necessarily mean it's a person. God is like yes. the energy of the universe. Yes. And I've always, like, it takes me a minute when people say god oh, it takes me a second because i've still got that programming in my so mind for my mom like if i'm talking in like my language she'll be like i don't know i don't believe in all that i don't understand what you're saying i don't believe in all that and then i'll be like oh right okay let me change my language to something you do believe in which is <laughs> exactly the same thing and i'll just then start saying okay so god said exactly. this to me and um you know i prayed about this and blah 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 instead of like you know and i'll be like i had this experience with like this, this, and, this and, yeah. and then i'll be like when i do acid and then mom's like oh you're not talking to god when you do acid like that's a drug and i'm like mom god, it's, <laughs> it's an energy it's, it's in yes. me it's in everyone like it's not a he it's not a guy in the sky <laughs> like it's not the bible mom relax <laughs> Now, can you tell me, does your mum yep. believe that it's like a guy in the sky? How does that work for her? I mean... Also, she literally imagines it like a dude I think like I so. do. That's what I was taught to believe. And, like, mum believes in the Bible as well. Okay. And, like, I just think that, like, my mum's so woke. Why do you believe in something that's so stupid? Oh, I mean, that's that's very, like, you know, not, I'm not like, <laughs> sensitive to people who believe in it. But... I just, there's so many things. Like, okay, so basically <laughs> it's been translated every other which way in so many different languages with so many different people's two cents in it, with so many different people's idea of what that person who mm. who was writing down what that other person said meant and then interpreting it in their own way to their church of what they think it means. And it's all just... Chinese was you know what I believe in Jesus I believe that Jesus yeah. was a man and I believe that he heard from God but I think that he chose to see him the way he did and hear him the way he did was because of the mindset of the people of back then of the powerful ones are men the powerful ones look like this they are wise so they must have a beard they are 
you know, old, they're, they're eternal, so they must look old yeah. and grey. They are a fatherly figure, so they must look like this and they must sound like this and they must believe this because that's what we believe. And he wouldn't believe something that we don't believe because then mm. we wouldn't like it because change is scary and we don't like change. And so the Bible was based off of that. And um, I'm going to tell you, God does not give no shits who you're sleeping with, nor does he give a single shit when you do it in the relationship. Mm. If you decide to have a relationship, God is not telling you to have as many kids as possible. Because let me tell you another thing. Oh, we have a population problem, population problem. I need you for reading. <laughs> population. Like, people will just believe anything anyone tells them. So, and if, if it's old enough, it must be true because they knew what they were talking about because they're old Mm. like no i'm sorry but i'm gonna tell you right now the kids in school that are younger than me they know more than i knew about so many things um yes i feel like i mean and i sound a little bit uneducated here because i've never really looked into any sort of religion myself i the only thing i know about is like like i said the universe is what I believe but that's not a religion to me that's just a way of life and when I think about religion I think like well tell me when as as a woman who has come out as a non-monogamous lesbian where's where was the line for you during your during your upbringing when you were raised as a Christian was there sort of like a hate towards people mm. who were different like that. So like, it's interesting. That's um, the vibe I get. I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this. I think there's definitely a stigma um, of what people who aren't Christian think about Christians. And when I mention that I'm from a family of people who go to Hillsong Church, um, I get looks. I get <gasps> Hillsong. Oh my God, are you okay? Like, <laughs> I'm like are you joking like this <laughs> i got shown a thing just today that said scomo who i'm neither for nor against let me be very clear on that i am neither for nor against i couldn't care less about who the frick scott morrison is and what the hell he's doing i simply don't care i'm so not involved however someone said to me like showed me this meme yeah and clearly this person is from a social group of people who don't like ScoMo and are not for ScoMo. Um, and so she showed me this photo of apparently ScoMo has goes to a Pentecostal church. And the reason this is so backwards is because Pentecostals believe um, that you can't go to their church unless you basically dress from the 1800s. Like you're not allowed to wear pants because they do this and that and you're a woman and you must wear this and blah 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 and all of these rules and I was like this is all bullshit because I grew up Pentecostal and I'm gonna tell you I wore some skirts on stage (laughs) and heels and you know whatever I wanted I wore spaghetti strap dresses like yeah so it's made up so people were just like making that yeah and you know, I'm literally mm. like send a meme yeah, around. Yeah, people do. People you know, believe in it. Send everything. a meme around that Mount Druitt, a bum blew off in Mount Druitt. Send a meme around. I bet you it'll be on the news. Like, people believe anything. Yeah. And um, 100%. it's so, it's, it's sad to see. So, but all in all, I believe that like 
they're doing the right things. They love everybody. I loved everybody. Um, they definitely are a love the person, hate the sin kind of thing. Like, I love you, but I wish you would date men. And that's not yeah. my family. That's certainly, like, my family are very loving and accepting yeah. of me. However, I have definitely had some, like, people from my religious upbringing um, be like, I'm praying for your sexual healing like I'm I'm you know have you tried conversion therapy like I'm I'm gonna keep you in my prayers that you find a husband one day I'm like thank you very much but um I don't want one so maybe think about yourself and get your mind out of my life That is so funny that people I mean I I just cannot and I'm not picking on the culture of it I just cannot wrap my head around the fact that it's a community I'm not saying your community not that religious community specifically but religion in general um it seems and again I have not much education around it but it seems like it's very like you know people have an opinion and they feel that they have the right to say it to you like hey I am going to pray for you because like, you're gay. Yeah, exactly. Why? Like, why? Why, why are you doing that for oh, me? I don't want you question. to. Like, I don't need so you hard. to. I'm happy with why. this. People hate it, apparently. What's your yeah. biggest goal in life? <laughs> They're like, to what do you mean? Why? Why? Because. <laughs> because I love love. Why? What do you mean, why? It's love. <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> While encouraging, they tell us not to use the word why because it can be offensive. Ah, they say, just I love say, that one as well. For what purpose? <laughs> for what value? For to what your purpose life do you do that? that? <laughs> oh but I feel gosh, like that's boy, more condescending you, than just why. Definitely <laughs> someone who comes across condescending quite often when really I'm just really confused and really curious. But I'll be like, that does not make sense to me. Like, what do you oh, mean? Yeah to be in love you must only be with one person however when you're going through a single phase you're very content sleeping with multiple people at a time um and they all know about each other and don't care what do you mean you Mm. need a relationship (laughs) why (laughs) and i suppose it's more about like when you say relationships and monogamy i guess people are and this is my belief that Thank we you. are just programmed our whole lives based on pop culture and what we see on TV and what we see around us. But it hasn't always been like that. Have I can't imagine cavemen and women were monogamous. I feel like watch that one. We were not. No, I haven't. It was something that became a fad. <laughs> it is something that just culturally. Mm, that's what I believe, and that's why people get that sense. I think that's why people get that really strong sense when they're in a relationship. I don't know if you've ever been in a long-term relationship, but a lot of people that I know, and I'm not naming anyone, but I feel like I get a lot of people coming to me as a friend, um, you know, a few years into their relationship saying just how it's not what it was when we started. It's not, it doesn't feel exciting anymore, blah, 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 blah. It just feels different. And I just feel like I want to explore and I want to go out and, um, find out if there's something else out there the but room. I have to stay with this person because you know I want to spend my life with them and it's like well hang on you don't have to do anything if you don't feel the way you felt when you started that's because 
it's worn it's worn itself out like i'm not saying that you can't come back from it but like it's not natural for us to only be with one person and decide what we do for the rest of our life based on what they're doing you know like oh i really want to go you know travel the world for six months oh wait i can't because my partner doesn't want to do that so i'm just going to not do it and then it's like you're just wasting six months of your life where you could have had these beautiful amazing experiences just because you're in a monogamous relationship with someone who's literally just like a ball and chain holding you back from what you actually want to be doing and it's like well hang on when why and how did this become a thing i've said it better literally And I am in I am in a monogamous relationship. So I'm just I'm just looking at it from everyone's perspective. But I know myself, like we get to a point, and even Juzzy will know because I've told him, I'm like, you know what? Things feel a bit stale. What's going on? And it's not him and it's not me and it's nothing we've done wrong. It's just it's our DNA, it's our human nature to be, you know to want to explore something new and exciting it's just like if you ate the same food Some every day for the rest of your life you're going to be way, satisfied and i just i am i'm literally i know and I'm, i mean i'm not bagging it out spectrum i can't even stay in the same place for more than six months like i just get that itch i just can't <laughs> mm. the gypsy life that's free yeah, the gypsy life why not but it's kind of like it's you could learn a lot from people like you like I'm getting the vibe that from what you're saying like there's a few people that might have been like well you know I'm praying for you I'll and still. you know I even, hope that one day you find this and that but it's even it's like well actually they could take a lot like mum mum <laughs> mum's adorable she's like you know she she's very 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 much come around to the un- understanding that it's it's perfectly okay to be lesbian but why can't you just have one girlfriend why can't you just have one like mom they all give my life value like i don't i i would get bored with one mom yeah <laughs> Oh, and if they're I'll all happy you. with it and if you're happy that's all that I, matters that's all i hope for for my do- my daughter i i just want her to be happy my, i don't care how it happens my special my one of my special friends up last night from a booty court because she doesn't drive and she was all the way out in burwood and i was like oh you're in burwood i'm in newtown i'll come pick you up and she's like uh i gotta put some pants on i'm like that's okay take your time picked her up we went back to her place another night um i was out <laughs> with a with uh, one of my dates and um I was gonna meet her at this bar and then she's like I won't be there until like 8 30 and it was like six and so I called up this same girl and I was like hey do you want to come to this bar with me because like I've got a couple hours until like my girl arrives and she's like yeah sure but like can you drop me home afterwards I was like yeah but you'd have to stay when this girl's here she's like that's fine I'm not jealous I'm like sick <laughs> I've gone to dinner at another one of these houses <laughs> that's and, uh, so funny they're like main like their their girlfriend that like knows their family and is best friends with their sister she was over for dinner and it was sweet i was like ah that's okay like you're the main hoe i'm the side hoe we chill we sisters yeah <laughs> wow that's amazing it's so wholesome. i can't imagine I like i'm just like, trying to we're picture all just, like, it it's kind of cool. loving of each other and i feel like Oh, I don't know when I back in when I first like came out and I, I had like 
two girlfriends. One of them, it wasn't, it wasn't like labeled, but like we weren't sleeping with anybody else. But that was fine because we weren't interested in sleeping with anybody else. We were obsessed with each other. And, you know, typical lesbian, she was in the Navy. So after six months, she took off and I was really sad about it. Um, and so then I was like, didn't want to be committed to anybody else. And I was in this happy little fun phase that I'm in now. And then eventually got committed with somebody else. And I wasn't obsessed with her. And she wasn't obsessed with me. And it was so bad it was so toxic because you know oh my gosh she was such a jealous person and I'm such a flirty person but um it's not like I was interested in sleeping with anybody else I was just so not obsessed with her and she was so not obsessed with me and um it just didn't work and I just haven't been in a relationship since then because like there's just no need I get everything that I need when I I'm on my period and I want a fucking massage, I'll hit up whoever is closest to me at the time and be like, hey, I'm on my period and I could really use a massage. You up? And they will come over with candles and massage <laughs> oil and give me a massage and we'll have naked cuddles and go to sleep. Like, I severely do not need to be in this relationship. Aww. Aren't they the That's best? so cute. Oh I love that you, like, it's like, I'm gonna open with the fact that I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna open with the fact that I'm on my period, so that they don't expect any sex, and, like, and then they can give me a massage. Like, me <laughs> I don't massage, have to explain you're gonna get one back. Like I'm very central as well. I'll like give you a massage regardless because I'm ADHD mm-hmm. and I need something to do with my freaking hands. But <laughs> yeah, no, my girls are the best. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your life with us because (laughs) I'm sure so many. Well, I know. And I love hearing about it because it's something that you don't hear all the time. Like you've got a very eccentric lifestyle and I think it's really cool. And I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this episode will be like, wow, I'm seeing it from a whole new perspective. People might be very judgmental of a lifestyle like yours because they just haven't been around it. People who don't know. And now it's like they get to see actually this chick is really freaking cool and, you know, maybe they'll go into other situations with more of an open mind from hearing this. So thank you so much. I love having these chats with you. I love you. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up now so that you can go off and have fun because I know that you're a gypsy and you've got your <laughs> friend in the other right. room waiting well, for you. For so, I'm going to let and, you um, go back to her soon. now. Bye. So that wraps up another episode. Thank you for listening, guys. I hope that you love Chantel. If you want to find her, her name is Chantel Borg, C-H-A-N-T-E-L-L-E, and her surname is spelled B-O-R-G. You can follow her on Facebook or Instagram. I'm sure she won't mind. I kind of just chucked that in there. I didn't even ask her permission, but I'm pretty sure she's pretty open to anything at this point. So welcome over to her page. Go and like her. Go and follow And just check her out. She's a really cool person and she's got a lot of stories to tell. So thanks for listening. I will catch up with you guys next week. Bye. Have a wonderful week.